Yeah. Creative control. Right. Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Tomasic with Drew Belcher and Low Raven. Hello. Bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports from our brand new studio on the Las Vegas Strip inside yeah, yeah. the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. This episode is presented by Mandalay Bay, and they have some incredible new additions to the property that you absolutely need to check out. NFL legend Marshawn Lynch has opened his Beast Mode store inside oh. the Mandalay Bay shops. Oh, Big one of the resort's most acclaimed restaurants, Fleur, is officially back open, which is known for being the home for the most expensive burger in the country. $5,000 worth Sheesh. of Wagyu beef, foie gras, black truffles, Bala 95 Petrus. <laughs> oh come on. Be rich or don't come. And one of the coolest concert venues in the city, Mandalay Beach, is back with major concerts in August, including Lee Bryce and Cole Swindell. You know we're always on property. Come by. We'll party together. We can get into it. By the way, before I introduce our guest, happy birthday, pre-birthday to Drew and Lowe. Yes, sir. Two birthdays yeah, at one time. Big week coming up, guys. It's big Leo week coming season. up. They have to share the, the, the moment, you know, because it's split 50-50. Me, I dominate April, so it's we, perfect. We literally have our birthdays in the same exact week. That's wild. I didn't even realize that. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it sucks. I don't know. We're if we were 24, oh my God, could you imagine the rampage? Unfortunately, that I'm nowhere near that. So. <laughs> yeah. We're old Way now. We're old now. We have a great guest today. He is a monster real estate flipper and investor, social media personality, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, mentor, you name it. And after the year he's having, he's pretty much a professional money counter at this point. <laughs> so he lives here in Las Vegas, which we love. Welcome to the show, Ryan Pineda. Yes, What's going sir. on? Welcome, welcome. Hey, I'm happy to be here, guys. Yeah, he's got blue hair now. So check the YouTube and the clips because the blue hair is nice with the green shirt. Dude, you it's know. It's a vibe. Just switch it up, man. It's I a like vibe. It. Bright, like you it. know, they say uh, in marketing, bright colors attract more eyeballs. You wow. got me. So we'll try it out. Wow. Should I do it? There it is. Well, you guys are dressed all in black, so. Am I fading yeah. to the background with just regular, normal yeah, hair? Yeah, for sure. It's kind of dull. Super you gotta, lame. You got to regular it up. fade. Super we're going to bleach our hair we talked about. Regular face, regular <laughs> hair. <guys. laughs> I'm down. Could you picture us bleaching our hair? I would love it. Oh I would what, love it. What is your hair? Like a strawberry, like a strawberry blonde? blonde, I think? Yeah. It's such an unmale <laughs> description to say about <laughs> I know, your right? hair. No, it's, no, it's strawberry blonde. Okay. It's hot. Whatever it is. Oh, my God. Um... All right, Ryan, obviously we want to give a backstory for you. So let's start at the beginning real quick. You went from baseball to real estate. Um, give us kind of the backstory and how you got into the real estate businesses and you kind of ended up where you were in 2020 before you went super heavy into social media. Yeah, man. So I grew up here in Vegas, uh, you know, born and raised. All I ever wanted to do was play baseball. Didn't care about real estate. Didn't care about business even or an entrepreneur. Like I didn't know I was any of those things. Yeah. To me, I was just an athlete. So, you know, go through life that way in high school, doing good, get a scholarship, go play D1 baseball, get drafted by the Oakland A's. I'm like, okay, this is mm -hmm. all going to plan. Only problem was I didn't know that, uh, well, actually I did know I was going to be making like 1200 bucks a month Oh, ouch. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> playing minor league <laughs> baseball. And so you guys know, like, what are you going to do in the off season? You can't get a job. Nobody's sure. going to hire you for six months. Right. Yeah. So I was kind of forced into real estate. Um, my mom was a realtor my whole life and I saw her work hours that, you know, she wanted to. So I said, okay, I can go be a realtor for half the year and go sell some houses and then go play baseball the other half. The only problem was I sucked at being a realtor and it was 2010 when oh. it was the worst time. Everything was just crushed. Yeah. 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 Like a house today that's worth 500 grand was worth a hundred grand in 2010. Yeah. So even if you sell it, you still not You're making, making much. Right, right. And it was kind of demoralizing. Just being in that world at that time was Oh, rough. it was terrible. Every realtor I talked to when I got into it, I was 21. They're like, why do you want to be a realtor? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, I, I guess it's just a job. Yeah. And I didn't know any better that it was like so difficult. And also, no one had money. Everybody was going bankrupt or getting foreclosed on. So trying to find clients is not like it is today where everyone's got money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's also super cool nowadays to be a real estate agent cuz they see all the the million dollar listings and they see the flipper flops and they think just everyone's making all this money. Yeah. I bet it's really fucking hard. Oh yeah. I mean, it was not cool back then when I got into it. Right. <laughs> and in fact, after a couple of years of doing it, you know, I sold some houses just winging it. I quit. I was like, dude, this sucks. I'm tired of these clients. You know, they they'd get mad because there'd be a house for $80,000 here in Vegas, right? And they're like, I think it might go down. 
And I'm like, <laughs> where's it going to go? Yeah. Where's it going to go? Dude, and to what? Yeah. To what? It would be this house in Mountain's Edge that was just built two years ago. And I'm like, how, dude, you know how much it would cost to build this? I'll, yeah. give you my, I'll, give you my, I'll give you a Honda Civic for the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what a trade. And now essentially anyone will buy a sliver of a garage for 80 grand. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. So I got really discouraged as a young dude trying to make it. And um, I quit. So after doing that, um, I was still pursuing baseball. But I was realizing, man, I don't think baseball is going to end up getting to the big leagues like I thought. You know, I was 24 years old. I got released for the very first time, you know, crushed. I'm like, what do I do with my life? I'm 24. And in fact, I know a lot of you guys come from the club scene. I actually remember at 24 interviewing to be like a club promoter. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because sure. I was like, oh, these guys make money, you know? Yeah. And I interviewed, and I was like, yeah, I don't know that I could do this. This isn't really <laughs> like the lifestyle for me. You for know? sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I didn't do it. Long story short. By the way, like, pretty good choice. Yeah. At the fork in the road. Really good choice, <laughs> to be honest. Looking back. Looking back. Yeah. No, I'm glad I, I Were knew you guys together then, by the way? What's up? Was you and your wife together then, by the yeah, way? Yeah, we got married when we were young. She, I was 24, and okay. she was 21. We had just got married. Yeah. Big decision. She's yeah, smiling over decision, there. Great like, decision. Yeah, She's yeah. here in the yeah. building. Talk about a fork yeah. in the road. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, what are we going to do? You know? Yeah. I just get released. Real estate's not working. She's still in college. So we have no money coming in. Yeah. And, um... That was actually where I found what kind of got me famous on social media, which is couch flipping. Yeah. So I just, we, we moved into our first apartment and I didn't know like what we were going to do, but I bought all of our furniture on Craigslist, right? And I furnished the place for a thousand bucks, an entire apartment. And I was like, I bet you I could sell all this and make a couple grand easy. And I was like, I'm going to test it. Smart. So I bought a couch and sure enough, about a couple of days later, sold it, made 200 bucks. I was like, dude, if I just did this like every day, that's six grand a month. Wait, on a used couch? On a used couch. Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. So that was my first journey in entrepreneurship. And I ended up like building this business I didn't intend to do. I got a storage unit. I bought a truck. I had inventory. I was like learning negotiating. No one tactics. would ever expect in the world that this would be a successful direction too, either you know no and over time after about two years three years i sold over a thousand items on craigslist oh mainly couches so <laughs> that blows my mind i'm dude. sorry it blows my mind well and at one point by the time i had scaled it i was making eight grand a month net so it was a good gig yeah you know so end up doing that but i realized this ain't what I want to do the rest of my life. Sure, it's not something you want to do forever. Yeah. No, what do you it's not that right. right. fucking flip couches. It's all yeah. Right. yeah, used couches at that. But while you're figuring, <laughs> but while you're figuring life out, is not bad on the side. Shit. No, For no, sure. it's not. And so, eventually, um, I remember we were on our one year anniversary, and I was praying. I was like, God, what do you want me to do with my life? Like, it ain't this. It's not baseball. It's not real estate, and it's definitely not flipping couches. Even though flipping couches is what I've had the most success with. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I love that. And. Uh, we saw this commercial about flipping houses that same day, and I just felt super inspired. I was like, I'm going to look back into real estate, but on the investing side. Wait, a legitimate commercial got you back into real estate? Yep. It was wow. a Damn, I've heard those all the time. Yeah. Come on. It was just one of those scammy commercials, and I was like, dude, you know what? I'm going to look into it. So I looked into it, bought a couple of books on our trip, came back to Vegas, and I said, I'm going to flip houses. I don't have any money, but I know how to do it now without money. And that was my journey, dude. That's how I got into it. And a couple of uh, months later, we got our first deal. Um, I still didn't have money, like I said, but I maxed out all my credit cards and hers. Ballsy, I love it. Okay. Maxed out both of our credit cards, bought a house, still cheap at the time, right? And uh, flipped it a couple of months later, made twenty-five grand. The rest was history. How much of that couch flipping and that kind of foundation that you had there uh, did you apply when you first started doing like the houses? Well, when I was flipping those couches, I didn't realize all the things that it was teaching me. Yeah. Like I said, with building a business, with negotiating, talking to people like strangers, mm -hmm. right? That's the biggest thing in real estate is if you want to be good, you got to go talk to strangers every day. Yeah. You're trying to get people to sell you their house. You're trying to go get client, whatever it is. And I was doing that like at a high volume just every day, a new person. So it for sure allowed me to get out of my shell and comfort zone. You know, like I was an introvert by nature. But you can't really do that sure. yeah. in business. Makes How many sense. houses do you say you flip a year now? Oh, we do over 100 a year now. 100 houses? Yeah. So eight a month pretty much? Pretty much. 
That's insane. That's crazy. They got a squad yeah. now, though. So before pre-2020, you obviously started scaling in a drastic way. You keep growing the businesses. And then at the beginning of 2020, how big were the businesses at that point? Well, you know, it all started with the house flipping business. Um, you know, our friend Nick Devitt, who, um, yeah. you know, introduced us, I brought him on about my third year of flipping houses. So I was doing it all by myself. That first year I did five. I was like, this is great. This is a... I could live off this and be proud of what I'm doing. Sure, right. I'm yeah, flipping yeah, couches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm flipping couches. Hey, you know. Right. Side so note, you know what's funny is now on social media, if you go and search couch flipping, you'll see a ton of YouTubes about people doing it, and it's like a badge of honor. It's crazy. I bet you. You just said you can make eight grand a month doing it. People oh, are like, yeah. screw Dude, this People shit. love it. Yeah, yeah. They quit their jobs and do it. Like, it's a legit thing now. That's wild. But um, <laughs> long story short, Ended up flipping 20 houses the next year. And I'm like, all right, dude, I'm rich. Like, I thought I was the richest In your guy. second year. My second That's year. That's a huge jump. Yeah. Okay. Third year, I do 50. And this is when I brought Nick on because I was like, Nick, dude, this is getting crazy. I need help. And Nick was someone I trusted. We were childhood friends. He okay. was still in the club. Yeah. You know, but I go, Nick. And Nick, he had also gotten his real estate license. I was like, let's put that thing to work, dude. Yeah. Like, join me and let's do this. So we ended up doing 50 together. The next year, I finally retired from baseball. I was still playing baseball during all this. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Yep. And I'm never like, going to let go of the dream. No, I'm yeah. like, dude. But <laughs> One more year. One more year. But the thing was, at that point now, I was finally making money. Sure. Where I'm like, oh, I don't care if I make 1200 bucks a right, month. Right. I, I got enough. So going into 2018 is the first time in my life I was done with baseball. Didn't have to practice. I wasn't gone half the year. And I said, all right, let's see what I could do with a full like conviction and time dedicated to real estate. So I go to Nick and I say, dude, let's start a brokerage. So we start Forever Home Realty. No agents, nothing, just me and him. I go, we're going to build a team to flip even more houses. So we go into it. That year in 2018, we flipped 140 houses. Um, we built the brokerage to, you know, I don't even know, 30 agents or something. Um, people then at that point were like, dude, teach us how to do it. So I built my education company off of that. I wrote a book, made a course. And so those were like the three core businesses in 2018 that were developed. Yeah. And then as we go into 2019, you know, same deal. We flip a ton. We're getting agents. Um, I end up, you know, starting a tax company as well. Now at this point with our tax company, we've got hundreds of clients all across the country. Um, the education company has over a thousand students. I think Forever Home Realty has about a hundred and 30 or 40 agents. Um, and we're still flipping, you know, over a hundred plus homes a year. We might, I don't, I don't know how many we're going to end up doing this year, but we're going to have our best year ever this year as well. Oh my gosh. Is it smart to have the brokerage tied into the house flipping business? Is there a benefit to having that? Um, the benefit is obviously we save on commissions and okay. all those things. Um, but also the brokerage gets all the exposure from those houses, right? Yeah. Because all our agents can advertise them. It's just like, dang, we keep seeing all this Forever Home Realty. Sure, like, sure. Why do they have so many listings? When in reality, a lot of them are just our own. Just sure, parallel sure, marketing, yeah. too. Real estate yeah, yeah. agents, talk to real estate agents, talk to other homes, which you can flip. I mean, Vegas isn't a large city either. Yeah. And it brings us more deals because yeah. people see our listings and they're like, dude, we know Forever Home will buy them, even though Forever Home is not really the buyer. Yeah. It's just more exposure. So, have you ever lost a ton of money flipping a house? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> Flip, dude, flipping houses is not all glory. Sure, sure, because we only see the glory parts on television and everything. Yeah. yeah um, I would guess that I've lost probably over a million dollars in total on bad deals. You know, just sure. deals that for whatever reason went south. I think my biggest loss ever was about 60 grand on a deal, which ironically was a mobile home that... You know, you wouldn't think that. So like, from a percentage wise, that was a huge loss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. We bought this mobile home for like, I don't even remember, 70, 80 grand. And we still lost 60 grand on it. Jeez. You know, you know, what are you going to do? You got to swing. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah Go you, for it. You would think that, okay, the million dollar home. Okay. If you lose 60 grand, that makes sense. No big yeah. deal. But you don't think it would happen on a mobile, but it did. I mean, when you're doing volume like you're doing, you're bound to take a couple losses. That's just in, yeah. in the risk portfolio for the whole entire thing. You know, my philosophy, and I teach my students this, is like, look, if you're just starting out, yeah, you want to be conservative because you don't really have money to lose. Um, I did not lose on a deal until after like my 80th flip. So as okay, I was okay. building, I never lost. You were batting 1,000. I was batting 1,000. flips. Yep. 
And then after I started to accumulate some money, I was like, hey, we can take more risk and really see if we can push the needle. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, um, I could absorb a loss, whereas other people couldn't. Of course. Um, And it just allowed us, it was like, hey, if let's just say going for it this way made us an extra million, but, you know, we lost on a couple. Who cares? Sure. Yeah. So. So you were obviously drastically successful from doing the brokerage, from flipping houses, and then 2020, you truly went headfirst into social media. And I think at that point now, the everything changed from a whole new ceiling got opened up for you. What, what happened here? How did this go from where you were at to where you are now? Like, how did social media change that? Let me tell you, man, um, I was always a believer in social media. Um, I just never truly understood how powerful it was. Sure. You know, I'm like, yeah, get on social media. It's going to get you leads. It'll get you, you know, opportunities. But the pandemic taught me how powerful it really was because I had time to actually look at it. So, you know, everybody gets shut down, right? We're sitting there in March of 2020. Um, Can't go to your office, can't go outside, like whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm like thinking, okay, what's going to happen to my business here, right? Because I got all of these houses I own. People are screaming there's going to be a real estate crash. People are saying unemployment's so crazy. Nobody will ever buy a house again. And just like all these people are going to get foreclosed on. And I'm like, crap, like, uh, this is a possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm sitting there, I go, how can I kind of diversify what I'm doing? What do I need to do so that if real estate does tank, I still have other backup avenues? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just sitting there, I'm watching YouTube, um, watching, just chilling. And I see this video of a guy named Graham Stephan, who's, uh, now my friend. Yeah. 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 So I see a video and uh, he's talking about how he made like 200 grand last month on YouTube. And uh, I'm like, so what does he do? I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, he's a real estate guy. And uh, I'm like, he must do a ton of deals. And then he breaks it down. He's like, oh yeah, you know, like 200 grand of it was from YouTube paying me. I was like, so wait, this guy teaches real estate, but he doesn't really do deals. He doesn't I'm over here flipping hundreds of houses and nobody's working paying me. way too hard. Yeah, I'm like, nobody's paying me 200 grand yeah. to go talk about it. And, um, it just had the light bulb. I was like, I'm on the wrong side of this. And a lot of people in my position, cause I know them who are doing a ton of volume and have quote unquote real businesses, um, would hate. They'd be like, F this guy, you know, he doesn't do anything close to what I do. And yet he makes all this money. Everyone yeah. looks up to him. Sure. They would look at it in envy and jealousy. I said, dude, this guy's just smarter than everyone. Yeah, seriously. Let me learn something yeah. here. Yeah. So what do I do? I befriend him and become friends. And like, we ended up selling him his house here in Vegas. And in turn, you know, we develop a relationship. I learned from him. I studied him. And I said, okay, this guy has the formula for what to do. And obviously, the reward is worth it. But on top of that... He doesn't even have what I have on back-end businesses. Sure, sure. So if he's getting that amount of money with no businesses, imagine what it would look like for me. Yeah. And so I believed in it the moment I saw his video. I saw other people's videos as well about what they were making. I said, I'm in. I'm going hard at this. And then so, Ryan starts a TikTok account. I started a TikTok <laughs> yeah. account. Um, start dancing on TikTok. No idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I can't dance. So... I also believed in the power of TikTok during that time, too. It, they both happened at the same time. And I said, all right, I'm just going to do both of these. I got nothing to do. I can't go outside. I'm going to make TikToks and YouTubes every single day. And I ended up buying a camera from Amazon, bought a light, you know, got a ring light over here. That's all I did. Just bought a camera, a ring light, and a mic. Yeah. And um, I just start making videos based on what I think is going to get views. And my wife, Mindy, was actually the editor. So if you watch my first YouTubes, it's just me in the dining table, she edited those, and that was it. That was how we started. You watch my TikToks, it's just my phone, I'm just dicking around, like whatever I'm doing, and uh, I edited them myself. Yeah. So I didn't know how it was gonna play out, what was gonna happen, but sure enough, you know, a year later after doing it, every single day, consistently, not like, most people, they don't get consi- or immediate results, they quit. For sure. Yeah. I knew it was like a long-term play. Stayed with it. And I mean, a year later, I mean, we got 700,000 TikTok followers, 130,000 YouTube, and then it's made Instagram bigger. Then I started a podcast with it. So it was a good decision. 
the TikToks exploded, and that's how I – well, I had heard about you before through a friend, Bill Jones. We went to dinner, and he's like, hey, do you know this guy, Ryan? You're a Vegas guy. Do you know this guy, Ryan Panetti? He's flipping a ton of houses. I was like, no, not really. And then a couple months later, the pandemic hit, and I got fed one of your videos on the For You page on TikTok. <laughs> Classic. I was like, bro, this is my guy right here. Yeah, yeah right? It. <laughs> and it's exploded, dude. I love Just that. how you've grown so much on – TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. The YouTube is extremely impressive because YouTube is so hard to one. grow, no. as you know. Yeah. And now the YouTube, I think, is going to pay you in perpetuity to where you're probably going to end up making more money. You probably won't say it right now, but I know you're going to make more money on the content side than the real estate side. Yeah. But which, sure. one, which one in took off first? Was it the TikTok? Was it the YouTube? Was it the Instagram? What was, already, what was the so, first one that took off? Um, with that, Instagram was what I was only focused on for like years Up before that. that. Point, yeah. I had like 15,000 Instagram followers. So I, I was like a decent size just doing that. Um, but or TikTok was the first one. I think I got 100,000 followers in like two months. It was oh, like crazy. super fast. And that was the cool thing about TikTok is anyone could go viral tomorrow. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's not, YouTube's not like that. Nobody goes viral tomorrow. You got to work. <laughs> yeah. no, you got to well, work. You got to work. You got to work. And Crank you out make volume. A, a 12, 15 minute video. TikTok is like, Dude, I can. I might just smile, and it could get a million views. For like, sure, it's, for it's sure. so dumb. Sure. It's amazing. That's why I love it. Yeah. That's why everyone loves I mean, it. It's dumb. It's, it's, it's so crazy. dumb, but it works, and people can still go viral out of nowhere. Well, I mean, besides the money, obviously the direct revenue that you're generating from it and the followers that you were getting, it seemed to me that it just took your business that were already successful and turned them into absolute monsters, opened up so many new opportunities for you, just the doors that it opened, the other the scale that it gave you and the legitimacy just was second to none now. And now it's kind of like, there's no ceiling for you at this point. No. And that's the crazy part about it. And I mean, Drew, you hit it on the head. It was funny because like flipping houses has always be, been my bread and butter. You know, that's what's made me who I am and made me a millionaire. Right. Sure. When I look at it now, it's like, that could be like my fourth biggest income stream mm -hmm. going forward. Um, and it probably already is at this point because education will always outpace that. Um, I started an e-commerce company that's crushing it. Um, and then I just started a fund, Pineda Capital, that, you know, we're going to be buying thousands of rental apart or we're going to be buying thousands of units and apartments and things. So that's going to be really big. So is that the future where you see it heading for you at least is you flipped single unit, you know, single family homes for so long and now getting into multifamily numerous unit doors. Is that where you want to take it? Is that where you want to end up? You know, I'll never stop flipping houses because the team is there. The systems are sure. built. Like I don't do anything at this point. Yeah. So what a, what a great fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> he just films it. Yeah. He just films it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Literally the only houses I go to is because I'm going to go film there. Like, yeah. It's not that I need to go do anything to go get the deal or manage the project. So I'll never stop flipping houses, but when I look at what could I use social media for, like the best with real estate investing, it's to raise money. And Grant Cardone has set the perfect example. It's funny. Uh, 2018, I was right here in Mandalay Bay at GrowthCon. Um, oh, is that at, at 10X. Yeah, Grant's, 10X? Grant's yeah. conference. Yep. Yeah. His conference was here in 2018. And that actually impacted me in a huge way because I saw a lot of great speakers. First, like real business concert or uh, yeah, concert, whatever convention. you want to call it, convention yeah, yeah. that uh, I'd ever been to. And I was like, dang, these guys are killing it. And that's a huge one, too. He's a showman. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. He's and a showman. He's a showman. I was like, this is great. And um, watching that and seeing his growth since then, right, he's like this just larger than life guy now, yeah. even just three, four years later. Um, but he has shown what you can do in real estate with social media. I mean, the guy owns about $3 billion in real estate. It's insane. People don't even know that. I mean, people just on social media see him as this 10x guy sure, just talking sure. crap and whatever. He owns three billion in real estate. That's his real business. The social media stuff makes him money too. He has he has education yeah. and whatever. But he became like the first billionaire social media real estate guy. And so it's like, if he's already shown, if you have a following, you can raise money from them. And if you're good at buying real estate deals and managing, which we are, we've done that forever. Why not just, just snowball effect? Yeah, for sure. Just all combined. Yeah. So how big is the first deal that Pineda Capital is doing? It's how many doors? We are buying 334 units in Georgia. Wow. wow. $20 million purchase. Um, 
we're going to be all in it, like 21 million. It's, it's in really good shape, and it'll be worth 32 million when we're done. That's great. Huge. Yeah. What's a guy got to do to get on board? You know what I mean? What's <laughs> going on over here? Got to go to FinataCapital.com. Uh, you heard it here, folks. It. You know? It is right there. Um, all right, is there. By the way, so you film so much. but Do you go to laugh at any of your earlier clips, by the way? Now oh, that yeah. you're like a super pro? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, <laughs> I tell people that all the time. I'm like, guys, you want to? They're like, how are you so good on camera? I'm like, dude, I, I wasn't. And I'm still getting better. But if you go watch my clips from three years ago, four years ago on Facebook, nobody looks at those. Sure. It's just literally a camera. I didn't know how to edit. It was just like, let's roll it. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I hit it in one take because yeah. you can't edit. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. yeah. And so I got no skills here. I got no editing skills. I have no mic. We're just camera in this, camera phone, boom. And that was my videos. And then even I look at my YouTubes now, and uh, they were good starting out because I had been filming for so long before that. But... I see the quality now compared to then. It's like already just a year later, night sure, and day. Sure, You have a, a full social media team now, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah? Whole yeah. squad. We spend, I would guess, about thirty-five to 40000 a month on social media. Just editing, equipment, filming. Just my entire team, man. All yeah. the way from, you know, we have a producer who oversees, you know, everything, right? Yeah. We have a videographer. We got multiple editors. We got one guy dedicated to TikTok. Um, we've got the podcast guy. We've got my thumbnail and graphics designer. We've got my content manager who actually posts everything, right? Yeah. Like there's so much that goes in. People don't realize, People especially don't, if you're oh, doing man. it at scale like you are yeah. with truly editing, doing it properly, scripting, graphics, yeah. everything on top. I mean, and you're doing what, five videos a week? Five YouTubes a week, six YouTubes a week? I mean, we, at this point, on the main channel, we'll do three YouTubes, and then we'll do uh, four podcasts. That's so A week? Much. That is so much content. That's yeah. Four podcasts a week? So what we do is two podcasts, um, two like full-length episodes, and then we chop those into short clips. Sure. Yep. And so then we release two short clips a week too. It's Got true it. work, man. People don't realize yeah. the true work that goes into just creating that All I literally do is film. Like that's my job these days. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But you yeah. see the value in the investment to hire a team and pay them $35,000, $40,000 a month to put this content out. And going back to Grant, he says one thing that, I, that always stuck with me. He says, everyone's trying to be the best, and they want to be the best. He says, the best known wins every single time. It does. I tell Incredible. I've done multiple presentations on social media to real estate investors because, you know, in the real estate investment space, it's like it's me and maybe a couple other people who are the guys. Sure. And they want to know. They're like, dude, you blew up so quick in a year. These other guys have been doing it for a long time. They're like, what'd you do? I was like, dude. I treated it like a business. I built an org chart. I built SOPs. We built everything of who are the people we need to be really good, right? But I also had the belief that what you said is true. You don't have to be the best. I am not the best house flipper in the world, right? I'm pretty good. I might not even be the best in Vegas, but guess what? The most known. Yeah. Being yeah. the most, mo most known is way more valuable than being the best. Synonymous with whatever it is. Like, oh, hey, sure. Ryan Pineda, it's, it's who I need to call, who I need to talk to, yeah. who I need to watch. He's the guy. I'd rather be yeah. McDonald's than Joe's Burgers. Yeah. And Joe's yeah. Burgers may have the best burger you've ever had. Right. I'd rather have the McDonald's checked. Give me that, give me sure. that quarter pounder. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, in your content... You, by the way, is there anything that's off limits to be filmed? You filmed everything. Yeah, I filmed everything. Yeah, everything's every, just 24-7 filming, filming at this point, huh? Uh, I mean, it's not like that. I don't yeah. have a, a guy just following me around everywhere. I'm just I should saying. have someone right now. Where's the BTS I, right now? Yeah, 100%. Where's the reality show? You know, know what's going on? I know. No, I, mean, I feel like Your some... wife's shaking her head over here saying, it's enough. Enough is enough, people. <laughs> yeah. I feel like once I've tried to do it in Vegas, and I saw some of the pilots, and I just didn't think they were as good as you know, on camera as you. And I think that, that that show has to happen. You know, I've been approached many times about these TV shows and stuff. Um, I've turned down the majority of them because, for one, they don't, like, pay anything, right? Okay. It's like I'm back in the minor leagues. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have, you have all the control now. You don't need to answer anybody, and, and this is your narrative. And, and that's the point, is that they... They're still living in the old school mentality. We talked about before the show the old school mentality, and they think that they're the gatekeepers to like fame and exposure. Success, right? For sure. And Not I'm anymore. like, guys, I don't need you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can literally create my own show. What do I need you for? 
And so yeah, USA Network, sorry. I don't <laughs> yeah, need you over yeah, here. Yeah, we have YouTube. I don't need yeah. you. YouTube yeah. is bigger than USA Network. For sure. And Facts. so that's the whole point of it. Um, most of them are like, okay, well, we want you to sign this deal. And it's like a five-year deal. And uh, you're going to film for 10 hours a day. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I got shit to do. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> I got to go yeah. make money. Yeah. Like, and I got to go, I can go create this same effect in a quarter of the work. Absolutely. Totally so. unnecessary. Yeah, 100%. So that's um, why you're not going to probably see it ever. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Makes sense. See you later, TV. <laughs> Peace. Sorry, hey, Cox I got, Cable. I got one thing on TV. This is a crazy stat. So one of my friends brought this up. He said, hey, you know, all these companies are using TV commercials and whatever, right? That's been the way to advertise. And then you're starting to see influencers do all these sponsors and stuff, right? They make a lot of money. So the NBA Finals, we just had them. Yep. yep. Do you know how many viewers, like, tuned in? Any idea? We usually talk about the numbers. Well, it was probably like six to eight million, I would assume. Yeah, I don't, game. I don't know the exact yeah. number, but I'll, let's just say it was 10 to 20 million a yeah. game, right? Okay. Which is crazy high, by the way. No yeah. way, yeah. Even if, yeah. even if it was 20 million yeah. a game, right? So 20 million people watched that game. They may or may not have seen the commercial, nor is the commercial probably applicable to them, right? They're just random. What these companies are now doing is just saying, well, why not just go to Mr. Beast and these other influencers? Yeah. Mr. Beast guarantees 30 million views a video. Yeah. Easy. And Mr. Beast knows his demographics. He has the exact analytics. He knows for sure who's watching. And so an advertiser can also be on that 30 million video as the only advertiser. So they know they're going to be the one seen. Yeah. And it will cost them less. A fraction. Yeah. Than the NBA Finals. Come on. So why would you ever, like, that's where this is going. Sure. Yeah, for sure. sure. The leverage will be with the people. The leverage is anyone now who has the audience. The creators 100%. are going yeah. to be where the value is. Companies are going to pay them. Um, they already are paying them. But they're, it's going to continue that trend. Like, I truly believe influencers and creators are going to be like, they already are celebrities, but the new celebrities, you know, they're going to be more powerful than the whatever. I don't even name a, a normal celebrity, like Jennifer Aniston or something, right? Yep. They're going to be more powerful. No, like, we, yeah, I we wouldn't want we, Jennifer we, we, Aniston to promote something. I'd rather have Mr. Beast do it. Yeah. Yeah. For All sure. day. By the way, guys, if yeah. Mr. Beast doesn't answer your phone call, Residency Podcast, we're available. <laughs> Just F FYI out there. For sure. Uh, speaking of influencers, you talked a lot about Jake and Logan Paul on your content about how they blew up, how they're incredible at gaining everyone's attention. Right. Um, they're big obvious, on our show, too. Yeah. They're we talk about them quite too. a bit here. The yeah. influencer boxing concept has obviously exploded. Yeah. If there was a finance, real estate, influencer boxing match, <laughs> who would some matchups be? Dude, first off, before I answer that, let me say, when I first jumped on this show, I'm like, am I on Impulsive? Like, that's what it feels like. Great. Jack oh, the wow. set idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Jack the set idea. You guys got- Coming for you, Logan. You got <laughs> yeah. that impulsive energy. You got the set idea. So- that was my first impression of the podcast. Love it. Love wow, it. That was, we'll take it. What a comparison. I'm fighting Floyd Mayweather. I didn't want to announce it on the show. <laughs> yeah. It's it's happening. Or Floyd's yeah. kid. Just Cats out of the Somebody, somebody related yeah. to Floyd. Yeah. 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 By the way, that was an Floyd's gym. allegedly yeah. statement. Allegedly. 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 All right, uh, so give us your breakdown. This boxing match is happening, hosted by Ryan Pineda Capital. Yeah. Who's boxing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I think I could take any finance influence. I think most of them like are that. not athletes or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of nerds. If you could pin two of them together, like a couple matchups, who do you think who would be funny to watch or great to watch? I mean, everybody's always said to fight Graham. So, okay. I mean, yeah. that that's number one. Go fight, meet Kevin. Got it. Uh, Andre Jix here in Vegas. I mean, we're all friends. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a, a yeah. like, they have a little show, like these little, uh, what's it called? Like millionaire something? Yeah. On Mondays or whatever, where they stream, it's like a whole group of four. Oh, okay, you yeah. should take all four at once. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm not on the show, them. so I should probably fight all. Yeah, four you of get them. all yeah, four. Royal of them. Rumble, or hey, you know what? All four of us, all five of us, fight. And whoever doesn't make it, they're not on the show. So I take their place. Oh, I like there that. You heard it here yeah. first, guys. Last man standing. Challenge yeah, is out here. Standing. Last man standing. We're hosting at Mandalay Bay. We got an event coming up. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. We'll <laughs> send that. a contract. See if this gets signed. Um, obviously, on social media. You know, for someone who has a big social media following, you, you've done a great job. It's, everyone always figures that drama is the most sellable way to get social media, which necessarily isn't always true. But how do people figure out the fake gurus from the real ones on social media? Ooh, because people question. always ask that. And that word guru is such like a frowned upon yeah. statement at this point, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, it's 
more than I would say the fake guru world has more of those people than legit people. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, and I, I've seen many of them and what they do behind the scenes, and it's it's not a good thing. Especially TikTok. The place is riddled with fakes. Oh, I mean, TikTok's just, let's not even talk about TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. For me, it was weird because I just jumped into social media after already having a ton of success in what I call the real world. Right. You know, like. <laughs> what I call the real world. Yeah, real yeah. business. Like, yeah. yeah, I ran real businesses and. Then I jumped on social media. Yeah, you didn't media. get rich off YouTube. No. Yeah. By doing it, pranks and shit. Yeah. No. Not just so, fake ass Fugazi internet stuff. <laughs> you know? Well, well, the other part is too, is a lot of people get rich by talking about other things. So it's sure. like they talk about how to get rich, even though they've never had a business. Like they got rich from talking about how to get rich. For and sure. I think that's the the fake guru thing is like when you get these real estate guys who talk about how to do real estate, and that's what made them rich, even though they didn't do real estate. Sure. So if you're trying to evaluate who's a fake guru, it just really comes down to, do they actually do the things they talk about, mm. you know? And for me, there's, like, you'll never see anyone attack me because it's like, dude, I just literally talk about my life and, like, what I'm doing. Proof is in the pudding, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. other, other YouTubers have to put a ton of research and time into topics and learning things. I don't script, dude. I'm like, all right, what are we talking about today? Okay, we're going to talk about how to get money for deals. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's just oh, like... Yeah, yeah, dial it in, it. yeah. Yeah. Because it's just, I've done it so many times. There's nothing to really think about. That's such an interesting point because you're so correct. There's so many influencers, TikTokers, YouTubers that try to educate on a topic, but they've never really done it in real life. But they yeah. researched it. For yeah. sure. And they're just raping on views. Well, yeah, I mean, it. As, he, as he said, the course situation and selling people information, because people... One, so at starting something is such a daunting task. It seems so overwhelming. Like you need people to guide you in some way possible. And then some people can sell really well and get these people to get hooked on. And then once you get one and they talk about it in five and ten and you just end up screwing they're people over. experts in selling rather than rather actually, than actually the, doing, the, you know, true knowledge. Yeah. And look, they're they're really good. What I call online marketers. And even for me at this point, I'm an online marketer, but I have the proof behind what it is I sell. Right. So with, I'll tell this to my students all the time. I'm like, guys, you need to take social media seriously. You need to, it'll help your business. And they're like, well, we're not doing what you're doing. We're not allowed to talk about it. And I'm like, no, no, no. Even if you have not done deals or you've only done a couple, you can talk about it and create content. Just be transparent of like, yo, I'm new. I'm making content. I'm going to walk you guys through my first flip, my second, yeah. whatever. And people are going to love it because they can relate to that. Yeah. It's, it's just the people that try to parade that they're the experts sure. when they're not. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can even hear the voice. I feel like the voice sounds the same. Forty nine ninety nine. you know? <laughs> right now. Come on down. I haven't flipped a house in 10 years. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's so bad. Um, I mean, speaking of real estate, a real estate, the industry across the country is an unimaginable hot streak right now. What are your thoughts on the market right now and going forward? I feel like because you had said the early 2020, everyone's thought was like, okay, what's going to happen? I don't even think you could have possibly imagined that the market would have gotten to this point. Right. What do you think about where it's now and where it's going? You know, back in 2020, thankfully for me, I was pretty convinced that it was a temporary thing. Um, and I bought a lot of good deals. And so... All the deals everybody was scared to buy, I bought and made a ton, so happy about that. Um, going forward, now it seems like there's two fences still. You know, back, back in 2020, everyone was like, dude, this is going down. Yeah. Now you have the people who are like, nope, this is going to continue. Government's going to keep printing money. Then you got the people that are like, evictions are going to happen, foreclosures, all this forbearance, and, you know, all, this is just this melting pot that's going to explode. My belief, and I've been saying this for about the last six months, is that this this is going to keep going. Um, this is going to keep going at least another two years. Um, and it's hard to predict even six months from now, but like, I'm pretty confident that even two years from now, we should be fine. Um, and the reason I think that is because the government is going to continue printing money. There's just They're going to find a new way to do it. Um, there's going to be more stimulus. There's going to be um, loan modifications. And you're already seeing that. People are being, these people in forbearance who haven't paid in 
a year, forever, eighteen yeah. months. Yeah, it's insane. Guess what's happening? Instead of being foreclosed on, they're getting a loan mod, yeah. and their loan is even better. They're getting a forty-year loan instead of a thirty. And so these guys who had you know a two thousand dollar a month payment, who haven't paid in eighteen months, by the way, who are just getting stimulus money, potentially getting unemployment, stacking cash, you know. Coming oh, to Vegas. Coming not to Vegas, flipping couches to Vegas, not, as not a hustling, side hustle. Whatever, right? Whatever they're doing. Either way, they were getting money during this time without having the expenses. And guess what? Their house just went up, you know, 20, 30% in value. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And so now their $2,000 a month payment is also going to be modified to be in a $1,500 payment. Yep. These guys killed it. And yeah. so... Where's the distress that is gonna make like all this crumble? It ain't there. Yeah. Yeah. What a deal. Yeah, there's a deal. They killed it. They're gonna do everything to avoid that. I mean, do you think the prices can continue to rocket like they have? I mean, eventually something has to stop. It has to plateau at some point. Correction somewhere. Yeah. Well, I don't think like correction's the word I use. I think plateau is the right word. Yeah. At some point, every single market. I mean, this is economics. I I went to college. I got an economics degree. Never used it. But the one uh, part I picked up from that was supply and demand. And so right now, in all industries, no supply. (laughs) There's no cars. There's no houses. Uh, I've been trying to buy a watch. There's no watches. None. There's nothing. Okay? So at some point, supply will return. And demand is still there, right? Like, demand is higher than ever for all of these things. At some point, those those paths will cross, and we'll finally hit that equilibrium, and we're going to plateau. And then something's going to happen. It's going to be either, you know, supply shortens again or maybe supply gets higher. You know, my point is I don't see a crash. I don't see any of that. I see that at some point prices will stop. Just level out. Yeah, and we'll level out. It's funny to see because I, I wasn't born and raised in Vegas. I moved here about 10 years ago. But to see what houses or re- real estate in Las Vegas 10 years ago was like, ugh. This house is just so average. Nobody wanted to live here. Now, like, you can't do anything to get a house, honestly. Yeah. It's, I, it's unbelievable. Well, you get all these California people who, they literally don't care about the price or what it sold for. You know, because life is about perspective. And from their perspective, they're moving from a million-dollar house that was 1,500 square feet. Yep, exactly. Shithole, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. In the to, hood. To something here that's... Seven hundred thousand. That's five thousand square feet. Yeah, they're like, dude. They're like, this is sick. They're like, fucking killing it. And no dude, problem. Like, we're looking at it. I'm like, dude, that house is worth six hundred. They're like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah. No, we're good. It's we're only one point five in my head. Yeah, and it was yeah. three, it was three fifty like three years ago. Yeah. Like, nah, 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 I'll take it. No, and no, it's got a pool. Sold. Yeah. That no, but that's it. That's yeah. what's happening. Do you think the flipping market in Vegas is becoming too saturated with too many smaller players trying to come into the market? Because I feel everyone with fifty or hundred thousand dollars laying around, they get some friends in and say, you know what? It's probably Ryan's fault. He's teaching we're everybody. Gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go flip some fucking houses. Did they dude. watch a TikTok or something? Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's because hey, it's super easy, you know. Yeah. I mean, how do you even go about finding like the very first deal? So to answer your question, no, it's not too competitive. Um, I've, in fact, I've got my own students here in Vegas, and they crush it. I mean, I've got multiple students who are making hundreds of thousands this year, um, some over seven figures. So it's not too competitive, even in this market, which is ultra competitive. Um, but as far as finding deals goes, I mean, man, I don't know how much time you got, but there's some. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't just go on like Zillow or Redfin, right? Cause no. Because like everything's so, so way overpriced right now. I'll just... I'll give you the two-minute version. Um, There's three ways we find deals. One, MLS. We still get deals just on the Zillows and the Redfin. Sure. Um, Two, wholesalers. These are guys that look for deals professionally, and they don't ever buy them. They just sell you the contract, make a fee. That's it. Ryan's got the cash. Yeah. Yeah. The deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you'd you'd have a property for 300 grand. You know I'll pay 330. You sell me if you make 30 grand. Super simple. Um, That's wholesalers. The third way, which is what we predominantly do, is direct-to-seller marketing. So this is just pretty much like any business. Like, how do we get in front of the sellers and let them know that we want to buy their house, sure. right? And so we run TV commercials. I've seen them. There you go. Bro, you know, <laughs> home run offer. Do you know yeah, where I, I see fucking you? see him. Do you know where I see Ryan? Ryan haunts me when I'm doing cardio. Yeah. This guy just went <laughs> to the gym. At the gym? This guy, yeah, this is a pop Just seller. in your ears. No, this yeah. guy. It was like a Farhan Nakfi, and then Ryan yeah. came on. Ryan, yeah. Yeah. God damn it. Let's go. Yeah, so we spend, uh, I would guess, 
for the last year, we've been spending about 30 grand a month on TV commercials, but now we just bumped it even more. I think we're spending like 60 grand a month. So TV is great for us, not for everybody. Obviously, you need a huge budget. Sure. You've got to know what you're doing with picking time slots. It's super hard to do TVs. I don't recommend that. Um, but one I do recommend is cold calling, right? Texting. Those are super easy to do. They're very cheap. Anyone can do them, even on a low budget. Um, if you want to spend a little more money, even things like direct mail, which is super old school. You know, people are like, mailer? Who reads the mail? Like, yeah. Do people do. They yeah, call yeah. and we get deals. So there's a lot of ways to get deals. Um, but even like, for instance, when I started back in 2015, all the deals I bought, MLS, just got them on the market. Um, then I started to learn about these wholesalers and I was like, hey, let me try and network with as many people doing deals as possible because they're not going to buy every deal. Sure. Even, even we don't buy every deal. We wholesale to other flippers. Yeah. So it's like, you just need to network and then figure out what you want to do. Do you want to go on the market and try and compete? You can still get deals and it's free, but it's really hard. Or do you want to figure out how do I go directly to the seller? So there's no realtor, there's no wholesalers, no middleman. It's just me and them and we can make a deal. Yeah. He's on every platform, but OnlyFans. Everything but OnlyFans <laughs> at this point, you know. You, you know what's funny is I got an email from OnlyFans. Um, oh I see you doing great on go. TikTok. We'd love to give you an offer on OnlyFans. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if my wife's going to let me go on OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I don't. they want finance people apparently, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. They Not happening? They, they want cookers. They want every type of Sorry, guys. Yeah. We tried to get they're, them on there. You know, win they're some, win they're some like some trying some. to rebrand themselves they are. as, as not porn. Yeah, well, we, we, we talked about we've it. We've had yeah. this conversation yeah. is that you, they've become so successful in the adult industry. Can they ever cry? Because the format of how it works is incredible, right? They're just doing so well and they're making so much money and the creators are making so much money. Yeah. But can they ever translate to a legitimate businesses because we saw other other brands doing way less revenue raising money at insane valuations versus what we talk about depop right yeah versus did did like one-fourth of the revenue that OnlyFans did and got four times the valuation wow just because they're they're not like liking what OnlyFans is doing they're like it it can grow it's just i think people are just wondering like you said if anyone for instance if you were able to go online and said hey guys Look at my OnlyFans, and if it was about real estate, everyone would just assume. Like, We're going to see Ryan's dick. Let's go. Let's go. That's what everyone would sure. just assume, right? Like yeah. that's like, unfortunately, <laughs> that's, like, that's the connotation. That's, that's their exactly that's their problem at this point. That yeah. is their problem. That is their problem. And they, there's no way they can change it. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, like I've even thought about. It. I'm like, if I truly wanted to do that, I mean, most guys who are like me, they just have their own thing. Yep. They can go create a Facebook group or a Discord or whatever. And charge for it. That's, for sure. I don't need OnlyFans to do that. Yep, you're absolutely right. Or, you know, even if I wanted to do it, why not just do like what the streamers do? Yeah. Just go like yep. on Patreon or Twitch, Twitch, Twitch whatever. or whatever, exactly. and you could do the same thing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Patreon's killing it too, obviously. They're the real version of OnlyFans <laughs> yeah. subscription content. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The non-adult, the close-on version. <laughs> the wife-approved version. <laughs> yeah. um, we talked about gatekeepers earlier, but I think some brand names are so really good to be affiliated with as far as legitimacy and growth and everything that you want to do to grow. I thought this was super cool that you were Forbes. We talked about this story. Forbes was trying to start a college or an online uh, courses and, and classes. And they asked you to teach a real estate one. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? You know, a guy just reached out to me um, after seeing all my content and stuff. And he's like, man, you know, we're doing this, blah, blah, blah. We're starting up this new thing do you want to be the real estate flipping guy, you know, for it? I'm like, all right, cool. So we ended up going about it and it happened really quick. We filmed, um, this is back in December and still has not been released. And so I'm not happy about that, honestly. And Oh, it never came out? No, not yet. Oh, wow. So it's hard to say how that's going to play out. And I'll tell you, the one lesson I've learned from that is the reason I did it was, even though I already had my own education, I'm making my own money, was for what you said. Of course. You know, brand affiliation, 100%. those types of things. The thing I didn't like was that, just like with TV, you have no control, right? Mm. If they're the ones who are in charge of it and whatever they want to do, they do, there's not much I can do about it. So all I can say is at this point, there's probably been like 10 courses filmed, mine and other people, but they're still not out yet. So 
I don't know what the holdup is, what they're doing, but Forbes was like, "Hey, we're gonna create a college. It sounds easy." Halfway through, they're like, "Man, this sucks. Yeah, we're out. This is pretty hard. We should not put out that press release. That (laughs) was stupid." Well, and if you think about it too, it's like big companies do that crap all the time, right? They got these initiatives and things they want to do, and then whatever happens, happens. Takes forever for them to pivot. Unlike us, where we're like, "Dude, let's freaking just we'll do this tomorrow. Keep going. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like it's easy." So like the pandemic ended, and they were just like, "Eh." Everyone back to their regular college. We're, done. We're good, right? right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? We don't need this. Yeah, like, this, yeah. Is, this is too much work. It's hard. Yeah, I don't know, but it took freaking forever to create it, to film it. You know, we went to L.A. for two days, and we did all that crap. So I hope that they figure it out, but either way, I don't really care. Like, it is what it is. Forbes, you better get it together, man. Yeah. Straight up. Um, but your broker just called Forever Home. Yeah. Everyone, I think one of the biggest iconic dreams of everyone is having this house that they're one day their dream home that they could possibly get to it sounds like you have actually <laughs> done this and all the youtube and are building youtube and are building this actual dream home let us know what's happening with this right now and Man. obviously i assume we have an invitation now to come over yeah. whenever this is built we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna i think logan impulsive's in his garage so yeah. i was thinking we'd Bring this in the garage. Does. We're available. Easy. See, Logan yeah. Paul moves to Puerto Rico. We take over the garage spots. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So we'll we'll have the garage podcast. Perfect. But uh, you know, I did not plan to build like some crazy, crazy house. Um, I just think that I'm a real estate investor. I'm always looking for deals, you know. And so when I realized that, hey, it's getting time where, you know, we're gonna outgrow our house right now. We got a pretty I'll call it a humble house. It's 3,000 square feet. It's not anything crazy. Um, and so I started looking for deals, right? And I look in for houses in McDonald Highlands and Summerlin. And sure enough, I'm like, dude, these houses are all like two to three million for like something that I believe is not that much better than what I have, sure. you know? Because okay. I didn't like that they all have small backyards and the worst, you know, HOAs and all the crap. So I'm like, you know what? I can't buy anything. They don't have what I want. I got to build. So I changed my focus. I'm like, I'm looking for land. So I started making offers on land, doing all this stuff. And long story short, I see this piece of land that's got a strip view and uh, it's, they're priced at like 700 K for an acre. I'm like, yo, that's a good deal. An acre with strip view and Henderson. This is great. And um, we go look at it. And my wife goes, what about that other piece right there? Like you could have classic wife question. Great and move. I'm like, I don't even know if it's for sale. Like, let's look it up. So we look it up. And the owner who I was looking at for the other piece owned the whole thing. And I was like, all right. So I go to the agent. I said, will he sell this one? And he's like, yeah, uh, just, you know, make an offer. So me, I'm a low baller. I'm not afraid to admit it, you know. <laughs> so I just, I'm like, I don't know. What's he, he's had it forever. I'll give him 400000 And uh, they're like, No. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, All right. Yeah, try. You know, he needs at least a million. I'm like, okay, so like 500. <laughs> yeah. 460. Like Cla- 500. Classic yeah. negotiating yeah. tactics yeah, you'll, you'll find on the Ryan Panetta courses, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 500. That's, I'm moving up. Um, long story short, after a couple of months, we end up settling at 620. And um, I bought it. Two acres on a mountain, uh, overlooks the golf course, the strip. Uh, you could see it from McDonald Highlands very clearly. Um, and so as we, uh, I bought it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to build this cool house and all that. But once I realized like what it was really worth, I was like, dude, I can't just build like a normal house. In my mind, I was thinking I'd build like a six, 7,000 square foot house, which is already like a big house. Yeah, of course, yeah. For sure. But when you look at that lot and what it is, it's not even, it's not for that. It's for a mega mansion. Sure, like, sure. You, it, it would be a disservice to the land to like not build that. I'm better off selling it to somebody who will if I didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. So that changed. Um, also, when I bought that, when I went under contract to that, it was July of 2020. Okay. So my social media was not yet taking off. I was buying that just as like, you know, Ryan the house flipper who's making house flipping money. Well, fast forward to July of now, 
it's like, okay, this is a totally different situation. We're now. building the mega mansion. Yeah. Now it's going after We're it. We're building yeah. the mega fucking mansion. Yeah. Now can, I can build a podcast studio for my friends. Yeah. <laughs> we can afford it and the content behind it. Like, what is it's it going to bring? Gold. It's right. probably yeah, gold. It's probably gold for the channel. How Come much on. marketing will that bring and all the people that want to go tour it? And, 100%. Everyone's you know. going to want to film in it. You're absolutely it's a right. It's, it's just going to yeah. be an investment for the channel. You're going to film so many different pieces I think, of content. I think they'll film movies and other. They'll want to do that stuff. What? Yeah. Where's the timeline for this? You know, is it, is it getting longer as you keep adding stuff? <laughs> no, it really is. Because <laughs> <laughs> before I'm like, okay, you know, and he's like, yeah, we could build it in a year or whatever. He's like, dude, this is not the same house we talked about when I said we could build in a year. Like, yeah. this is, yeah. That's fair. This is over 20,000 square feet. You like, tripled the huge. size, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> I said by the end of next year, which isn't realistic, but the end of the year after is pretty realistic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. That's amazing, though. I mean, the place is... So guys, go check out his YouTube channel to watch it For and sure. everything else, by the way. But the house is... Sick. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank That's you. awesome. Yeah. And we do now are officially, this is a verbal contract. Inv invite. <laughs> yeah. 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 We now have it. 2020. Sorry, Mandalay Bay. We have a second studio now. You know what I mean? In 2023. Yeah. 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 <laughs> in, in 2023. Yeah. We got a road to go. Uh, you grew up in Vegas your entire life. Uh, is there anything that's on your to-do list here that you haven't done? In Vegas? Yeah. Um, dude, you know, we were talking about this earlier with uh, going out to eat and stuff. Growing up, I never ate nice restaurants, dude. I was super frugal, super cheap. Um, my wife will tell you, if we spent more than like 40 bucks on a meal between us, it was like a big deal. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so going, off to, going to these places on the Strip was never even like an option. So this year, or probably like last year before the pandemic, we made the choice. We were like, hey, let's go try all those places we never could afford before. And so we've been trying them all, and it's been great. Um, so before this last year, I would say – there was a lot of things we never saw. Right. Um, but at this point, you would probably know of things that I have never heard of that. We'll send you a list. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll, we'll, hit, we'll hit you with we'll a list. We'll get a list for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah to do it. We'll invite some... you out to come to come Yeah, with us. yeah. The residency date night list is coming to Ryan's <laughs> yeah. email right, immediately. Okay. I need that. Um, but also, I guess the one thing I haven't done is um, back when I was a kid, you know, I went to Wet n Wild and all that yeah. crap. Yep. We all did. Uh but since the new Wet n Wild and Cowbunga Bay, I have not gone to one of them yet. Oh, you got to go. Classic. They're a blast. Yeah. They're an absolute blast. I kind of sketch, but a blast. <laughs> if, you if you really want to step it up, Mandalay Bay has a shark tank that you can dive in. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm serious. I'm, if you want to talk about yeah. content. We, we've, we've jumped off the stratosphere. We did that oh, one. Okay. Wow. See, I'm not doing that. So we've I'm done some stuff. I'm doing it. You know what I actually never have done that now that I think about it is um, I've never done one of the day clubs. So. Oh, yeah. What? That's our, that's, that's that's our specialty. That's, that's no my problem. normal Sunday. That's a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's every like, Sunday. That's a, <laughs> for sure. That's a no that's problem. An open invite. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, if you don't want to swim with sharks, then I guess we'll have to back that idea back up. You know what I'm saying? As a content guy, imagine imagine the video. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I'm gonna have to do that. All right, there you go. let's yeah, go. We'll let's get it one. in. Guys, awesome episode. Ryan, thank you for coming on, brother. We appreciate yeah. it. Guys, make sure you check him out on all social channels at Ryan Pineda Show on everywhere, right? TikTok, Instagram. YouTube's just Ryan Pineda. YouTube's just yep. Ryan Pineda. Yep. Uh, podcast is incredible, too. Make sure you check that out. We do have our favorite segment at the yes, end sir. we're doing called Eat It, Drink It, Binge It, uh, where we recommend things eat, drink, and binge. We'll let Ryan go last so he can, you know, Think get, of a couple get, things. get okay, some ideas right, going in his brain. All right. Uh, I, look, I'll start. I'll go over here. <laughs> All right, Jeff. I, have, I am not a... Uh, like chain restaurant guy by any means, not a chain restaurant guy. You talk about like Red Lobster kind of yeah, chain. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just, I just hate them. Okay, okay. I just hate them. All right. But don't sleep on Buffalo Wild Wings. Be does. Oh, Be does. Dude, I absolutely am, uh, trash. Bro. I am telling you, Buffalo Wild Wings is actually fire. Bro, sit like, down. Oh my god. That's actually fire. Out of your butt. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. I, we, Melissa and I had a, a bucket of the other night too. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely not sponsored. So but good. Can be sponsored, Buffalo Wild Wings. Nah, yeah. I don't even think I want a Buffalo Wild Wings. I love yeah. that. You yeah, might I, be the only one who wants to. I actually <laughs> sure. said that for free. Normally, look, normally I give high end restaurants and all sorts of crazy yeah. nonsense, but this. He's the guy who buys a $40 salad at every restaurant. That's yeah, for you. <laughs> yeah, it's for ridiculous. Sure. Or I just try to get it comped, you know? <laughs> all right, what do you got? Uh, I was in uh, Orange County doing some, some business. Uh, last two days, 
I went to this little fucking bullshit spot in Paramount, California. You guys ever been Paramount? to Paramount, California? You know oh where that is? God. Paramount exactly. Pictures is out there? I have no idea. Anyway, <laughs> it's in Orange County. It's called Paramount, California. There's a place called Rockin' Potato. There are these jumbo loaded baked potatoes with oh. like crazy, like there's a carne asada potato. There's like a carnitas potato. There's a lobster mac and cheese potato, but not regular baked potatoes. These things are like fucking mini footballs. Okay. Anyway, Rockin' Potato, it's like a rock. Which one did you get? Well, I got the off-menu tomahawk steak <laughs> oh. and potato lo- lobster mac, but it was it was good. It was really of good. Of course. Wow. Rock Big potato. food flex over yeah. here. Paramount. <laughs> if you can find it. Yeah. I went to the movies this week, so my, all mine are going to be kind of movie-focused, right? Oh, so the one thing I had to get back at the movies, I haven't been to a movie since a year. Who knows? Uh, you got to get the AMC movie nachos with the double cheese, man. Just disgusting, gross, yes. The but liquid cheese? It's the yeah, liquid oh, cheese, bro. Right. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> bubble guts for sure. But literally, my favorite thing. You were ragging on me for Buffalo Wild Wings, and you're eating that. that. AMC movie with like the the foil, the foil over that you have to open. Oh my god, it was so good. I feel like you're tanking <laughs> the AMC stock again right now. This <laughs> yeah. is over. But it was fire. Movie yeah. nachos. And, but they have like hot dogs and stuff now that I wouldn't touch. Movie nachos is the move. Yeah, no way. All right, yeah. Ryan, what's your eat it recommendation? All the hot restaurants you've been going to, what's your favorite? Man, um, it's definitely not Buffalo Wild Wings or, right. or nachos. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trash. <laughs> I think last week we ate at my favorite restaurant on the strip, and I think people appreciate this because it's like every time they come to Vegas, they're like, where should I go? Okay. What's the best? And uh, my favorite is Wing Lay at the Wynn. Oh, classic. Fire. Fire. I Absolutely it. delicious. Yeah. It, when they bring you a stool for your purse, yeah. that's next level. Yeah, yeah. You need that. Or like the hook, the hook that goes under the, the table. Hook, that or vibe. the USBs yeah. underneath. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, just the USBs. That's, a nice that's, little plug in, you know what I mean? That's where, that's where Drew uh, a puts fan, his hand back. You know, a back <laughs> massage, perhaps. Um, all right, my drink it. Look, I have a Mexican wife. So, Micheladas. Fire. Dude, I'm telling you, Micheladas are not only the best thing, but she gets the, uh, like the pre made cups. With the, the with, rim? With yeah, the, with the, oh, the rim. She's doing it, bro. Yeah, she's doing it. Like, bro, she, oh, yeah, she ordered uh, on Amazon the other day. She's like 40 of them or something crazy. Throw beer in there. The pre-made Michelada cups on Amazon. Unbelievable if you want to like spicy beer vibes. Yeah. Are you a Michelada guy at all, ever? No. No, right, you need to but do I'm it. But I'm going to try it. Yeah. If you yeah. like tahini and that's a vibe you I get. I love tahini. Exactly. It's like yeah. tomato, clamato. Clamato, clamato. Yeah. The clam juice. juice. A whole bunch of sketch shit. Yeah, the whole bunch of crazy <laughs> If If you want to keep it simple, just tahini and beer is just fine. Yeah. It's close enough. <laughs> that's, that's the white version. I've never tried tahini and beer together. So. Yeah. So you might like it. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. It's, it's, it's pretty exotic. Oh, I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> but it's good. I'm a fan. That's good. Uh, so I'm actually going to jack Jeff's. Because I, I always jack Jeff's. Yeah. Uh, I tried Mamita's, the new tequila seltzer. I think it's Brody Jenner's. Phenomenal. Yeah. And I love tequila. Mamita seltzer, delicious. Yeah, I like their packaging too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's clean. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. What do you got? So I was at the movies. Not sponsored, <laughs> but can be sponsored. Yeah. I was at the movies. What could you possibly get that's at the movies that's not new? Soda? No, it's, but they have the machine. They have those new Coke machines. Oh, the you can put all the mix, different flavors. You mixed? What'd you mix? You mixed. What'd you get? Dude, so cherry Coke with a little bit of lime. Cherry Coke, cherry Coke and lime Coke. So I, I still don't understand oh. how those machines work. By the way, I don't way. either. So a cherry no limeade Coke. Yes, the ones wow, with all the so, buttons. So, yeah, ones with all the buttons. Yeah, and you can do all the flavors that don't exist Insane. in real life. Oh, um, they really don't. Like so, vanilla ginger ale or something. Yeah, exactly. It. it doesn't make any sense. That's tight. But on that machine, you got all the little options. I like vanilla that. and lime in your Coca Cola. <sighs> that exists, Jeff. It's called cream soda. That's vanilla ginger ale. Ginger ale? Is it? <laughs> that, it is. It's kind of. Like red velvet is just like red chocolate or whatever. <laughs> yeah, red fucking chocolate. Um, what are you? Uh, what are you drinking, Ryan? What's your What's your go to vibe? Do you guys only do like unhealthy drinks? No, 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 no you can do anything. Okay. Dude, whatever you want. I was on a health whatever. binge like two oh, months ago. Okay. By the way, this is like episode seventy that we're doing right now, so okay. we we've gone through a lot here. Okay, so you brought up coffee. Um, I drink about six espresso shots every day. Oh Jesus. my God. Oh my okay. God. So that guy's bouncing off the wired. walls right now. Yeah. Always wired. So, but that's not what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'll do one healthy and one okay. alcohol. I love okay. it. On the healthy side, something I just started doing was bone broth every day. <gasps> Protein People heavy. into that, man. Yeah. Protein heavy. So I just ordered this one on Amazon. It's called, um, what is it called, babe? Kettle? It's like, uh, Kettle's the brand, something okay. like that, but... Super good. You can get them for like five or six bucks a pack. But dude, I down one every day at like three. Kind of gets you in between lunch and dinner. What is bone broth What's supposed it, to do? What is, What's it taste based? Like? Yeah, it's just like pure protein. Yeah, uh, from the bones apparently, <laughs> and uh, you can get different uh, animals. So it could be chicken, it could be beef, it could be whatever. 
this people is are into it. Or no, it's just you're just getting for protein. Okay, so I mean, here's the truth. It tastes super good, like chicken noodle soup. Oh, it's like drinking chicken noodle soup every day. Do you okay. warm it up or is it room temp? Yeah. Or? No, no, you warm you it up. Warm it you up. put it in the microwave. Like Dude, it. it's like drinking a thing of chicken noodle soup, but feeling good about yourself. Because it's protein. Because it's I mean, protein. Hey, I put fucking butter in my coffee, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll try some fucking bone broth. Yeah, <laughs> someone <laughs> called it like, what, just keto coffee, man. All right, cool. It's butter, butter and coffee, coffee. now. Relax. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, the alcohol side, something I've been trying recently that I really like is unfiltered sake. Like, Ooh. so, you know, sake is usually hot or cold, but it's, uh, it's like really clear, right? Yeah. With unfiltered, it's like, it looks like milk. Gotta get that cloudy. Yeah, that cloudy one. I really like that. And you like okay. that hot or cold? Cold. Yeah, yeah I'm cold. a cold. Is there a specific guy. one that you're drinking? No, it's just whatever the restaurant has. I'll be like, what do you got unfiltered? unfiltered? Yeah. yeah. And they'll, they'll bring it. Classic. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I honestly like that. Sake nah, knowledge is nice sake, too, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, my binge it. There's this um, like real life like documentary called Heist on Netflix, and it's about real crimes that people didn't get away with. It's so good, and the first one is about it's about one in, from Vegas. No. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable, and they're actually interviewing the people who did the heist, it. who got caught. It's so good, but they do like the fake movie version of it while yeah. they're talking, so it's a bit enter- entertaining, not like a regular documentary. Super good, hilarious. I'm gonna check. And it. And it's cool to talk to people who almost got away with something really awesome, yeah, but didn't, sure. you know. I went and saw Black Widow in the theater the other day. I had also not been in the movies since yep. before the pandemic. For sure. And uh, took my lady and my cousins, and uh, it's in 4DX. You guys have seen the 4DX theaters, right? this again, no. too? Jesus. Come on. J- hey, the 4DX, you have to go 4DX. Any movie, right? Wait, now it's are Black you moving Widow. around and shit? The chairs fucking move. <laughs> they, they shoot water at you. There's like, you look up in the ceiling, there's these big-ass fans that come down and <laughs> so like when the, when the chick gets in the car, you know, jumps in the car, your seat fucking shakes. <laughs> 4DX, I'm telling you, right, if you get motion sickness, not recommended. Yeah. Yeah. If you're trying to live on the edge, you get a little sketch. I love it. 4DX. Where, where is it at? It's, you know, I think the only one's at Red Rock. Red Rock. <laughs> I'm going. I gotta yeah, go. Yeah. That's sick. How much, hey, how much is a 4DX movie? You know what? I, like $70. $70. <laughs> it's a roller coaster ride. I, I don't know. I want to say maybe $30 a ticket. Super That's expensive spit that they're just... just, <laughs> yeah, just I mean, you have the option to turn your water off, but if you're paying that extra, leave the water on. Everyone, <laughs> everyone's afraid to go home. You're going out and just getting yeah, spit. Yeah, don't hit the, the water off theater. button. I told my lady, don't you hit that fucking button. <laughs> I paid $30 for this. You get the full oh experience. Oh my God, and you have the glasses. Got it. Oh, it's like oh, just oh, three? everything. It's oh 4DX. It's too much for me, bro. It's a lot. Yeah, motion sickness, though, not recommended. You walk out, the movie's okay. Yeah, you're fucking soaked. All right, what do you got? I went to movies, and I watched Space Jam. It's awful. You don't like it? <laughs> Unwatchable. You're a hater. You're a hater. Unwatchable. You're a hater. Love LeBron. Unwatchable. You're a hater. And it's, I got it free. Hey, Jeff, it's, made, it's made for kids, man. <laughs> Even still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the original Space Jam is amazing. But yeah, kids don't know that. Kids are here. You're an adult, and you obviously like this. When I can't trust any I, of your The opinion. only reason I like it is because it relates to the kids. It's very video game focused. Right, LeBron James is there. Michael, they don't, they've never seen Michael Jordan play basketball. Nah. Yeah. Right. I think it was really cool. I get it. Like my, my brother's super into to video games and stuff. I get it. I thought it was cool. It was a good movie. All right. I, I, I agree with that statement. Yes. I saw you. it too. You did? Yeah, it's I good didn't for the it, so. demo it's going after. <laughs> ah, rough. I'll right, be getting fucking spat on. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What are you binging, Ryan? Last one. You know, I don't binge watch much stuff, man. Um, it could be book, podcast. Anything, podcast. Anything YouTube YouTube anything. Oh, it could be any anything, of those. Anything, yeah. A, uh, an album, whatever you're listening to, watching, whatever. Okay. I smoked last week. All right. Um... On the TV front, the last thing I watched was Loki. I'm sure you guys probably oh, talked yeah, about that. Yeah, it's good. That was really good. Um, man, book-wise, dude, I'm getting super into golf, so I'm just so like trying oh, to read are you golf good? books. No. Me yeah, neither, dude. We're, 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 we'll go and trash. we'll fuck together. Yeah, I am yeah. fucking trash. I'm trash. All right, we're, we'll all go to Dragon Ridge. That's, oh, it hit some ooh, fucking houses? Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're breaking windows for yeah. sure. Uh, look, man, awesome episode. Thanks for coming on. Guys, make sure you go check out Ryan on everything. Incredible stuff. We appreciate you. Congratulations on everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Add the residency pod on Instagram. We'll see you next week. Yes, Let's sir. Go.